I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15-minute parenting series of books. Welcome to my 15-minute parenting podcast, where I take a common parenting struggle and break it down with practical, playful solutions. Let's get going. A parent reached out to me some time ago now at this stage, um, but at the time they were very agitated about something that had just happened with their teen daughter. She had been arrested for shoplifting in a large department store and they'd been contacted to come and collect her and they had to deal with all of that and everything that came with it. And this parent's frustration was that, of course, that she had stolen at all, but also that she had stolen something cheap that she definitely had the money on her to pay for. And, you know, moreover, wasn't actually ashamed of what had happened, but dismissed her parents' fury and her parents' outrage and said, look, this is something loads of people did. It's really no big deal. You know, like you as the as the security in the shop said, this happens all the time. They pick up loads of kids doing it. You're blowing this out of proportion. So there were a number of layers to this parent's frustration. Why would she steal why would she steal something that she could afford? And why on earth doesn't she feel more embarrassed or even ashamed about this? I I think, I, and this isn't a one-off, you know, I, I remember that coming in as a very particular question, but it's something that has come up in loads of work I've done with families with teenagers. This kind of stealing, lying, cheating, those kinds of behaviours that can emerge. I, I think stealing can be the behaviour that really throws a parent. Um, parents, I've just had countless parents, you know, exasperated that their teenager would shoplift, especially when everything they need or even want is given to them, that they're well provided for. And sometimes I think this is where the problem lies. Perhaps your teenager is stealing from a sense of entitlement. Perhaps they simply want something that someone else has. And without a second thought, they take money from your wallet to get it, money from your purse, whatever it might be, um, or, or they steal it themselves directly from the shop. And I'm wondering, might it be because they've always been handed what they want or need without really developing an understanding that money is something that's worked for and the desired items are saved for. Just even take a pause now and, you know, ask and answer for yourself. You know, has your teenager had opportunity and certainly adequate opportunity to contribute as a member of your family? And think about what that means for you. Have they had to perform unpaid chores? Because, you know, being part of a family means everyone helps out. So, does your teenager help you out around the house? Is that something that you've expected of them? Have they had opportunities to undertake additional chores that would be on top of the standard stuff, something over and above or extra responsibilities, maybe doing some babysitting or doing something extra for you to earn pocket money that they can then save for something that they want? You know, have they ever had to get some kind of a job? That could be anything now. That could be a job in paid employment outside of home, but it could also be babysitting, grass cutting, cleaning, whatever it is. And is that something that you've actively actively encouraged in them or not? And think about if you haven't, why haven't you? And is there now an opportunity where you could do that and explore that with them? Keep in mind as well, when you're thinking about this and pulling your hair out, why would they do it? But keep in mind that developmentally, your teenager believes that they've left that age of command, do as you're told, and they've entered an age of consent. 
yeah, I'll do it if I want to or if it suits me to do it. And you might remember I talked about this in more detail in a previous episode about those five adjustments of adolescence. But when you combine this piece, leaving that age of command, entering the age of consent with the ongoing egocentrism of development, you know, because I want can then seem like a very powerful motivational force to underpin overt behavior. If I want it, I must have it. This is going to make even more sense when you remind yourself of how their brain is developing with that pleasure seeking reward drive of the brain developing really quickly and calling all of the behavioral shots, whereas the part of the brain that would weigh up the pros and cons and slow us down. And is this really such a good idea isn't well developed in adolescence at all and actually takes until mid 20s to to properly develop. So if you think about it in this way, it, it can come across as something like, you know, when I want something, I want it a lot. And this places increased importance on my desires. Then I take it from there to if I want it a lot, I must have it. And this is what brings in a sense of urgency. And it's no longer something I simply want, but quickly it becomes something I need. And then if I need it, I should have it. This is where the entitlement comes in. And from that place of entitlement, it's if I don't get what I believe I'm entitled to, it's unfair. And this brings me to a self-righteous stance whereby if I'm denied the thing I want and feel entitled to have, I am being deprived of my right to have it and I will feel a grave injustice has occurred against me. And it's in this stance of entitlement and feeling as though I've been wronged and being denied what I want, I may well feel entitled to simply take it without too much thought before or afterwards. After all, I want, need, I'm entitled to being denied my right to it. Why wouldn't I just take it? It's what I should have. And in this headspace, when you ask me, why did you steal that? I am likely to blankly stare at you while I shrug and say, well, because you wouldn't get it for me or this is your fault because if you'd gotten it for me, I wouldn't have had to steal it. They may not seem sad or disappointed. Um, You know, they're angry and even full on furious at, the, at this perceived denial of what they're entitled to. And as parents, I think we have to be able to withstand this irrational fury, hold a boundary in place and set a limit on behavior and uphold consequences for these kinds of behavioral transgressions with someone who's still going to believe that they were in the right and you're in the wrong. So it's hard to do what that so-called positive parenting in the face of negative and often thankless standoff with your teenager. It's can feel like you're trying to reason with somebody inherently unreasonable and you're not you're not wrong when you think that but sticking with the stealing thing because it's what came in in this question from the parent I think you know and I've just outlined for you that yes stealing can occur as a result of that sense of entitlement but it's not the only reason that a young person will steal so stay curious about this don't just say this is because you're an entitled little so-and-so and you shouldn't do it get curious about what motivated this behavior? So other reasons young people might steal include their, this is not a, a limited list you could add to it, but it might include things like, you know, feeling unseen, unheard or overlooked in the family. You know, if a teenager feels like this, a behavior such as stealing is a really good, effective way to get them front and center of your attention again. But always remember that what can seem like a demand for attention is often a need for connection. So correct the behavior within a loving and secure connection. And to this end, it might be useful to listen attentively to the emotions behind what they are saying and discuss their feelings in a positive, non-judgmental way. What were they feeling 
before, during and after this? What are they left feeling now that that you know about it and try to stick with the emotions? It could also be because they wanted to pay for or simply steal something to give as a gift to friends or family that might be an attempt to fit in or be accepted or simply please somebody else. Or perhaps the group they're trying to get in with engages in this type of shoplifting, stealing behavior and they want to be accepted, so they do the same. Occasionally, it can even be a misplaced desire for independence, you know, whereby they want to be able to buy what they want when they want by themselves and not have to ask you for permission or consent or support. Um, And it can be a more basic desire to simply have what others have. And in some circumstances, it can be a sign of bullying in terms of them being bullied to hand over money to someone else. And that might be why they're stealing money from you. So I think it's really good to be curious about this, to seek to better understand the motivations that underpinned this kind of behavior. And that then begs the question going, great, Joanna, look, it's happened. We've talked about the feelings. I do understand why they did it, but surely I can't accept that. And you're absolutely right. Explaining does not mean excusing. So what do you do when you discover something like stealing? I would say first and foremost, be certain. Okay, be absolutely sure that they have stolen and that it was definitely them. Because when you discover something's missing, pause and look at the situation from every angle. Consider every possibility before you jump to a conclusion. Because if you're about to accuse your teenager or anybody for that point, but in this instance, accuse your teenager of stealing, be certain before you act. I would always say, you know, invite self-confession. You know, before you challenge, reflect aloud that something is missing and it is something you want returned. So you will be looking into where it has gone. But mention that if it was taken in error or by mistake, it can be returned without trouble and it can all be talked about calmly. So you're flagging. I've noticed this has happened. It must be returned. I I will be looking into it, but I'm going to be giving an opportunity for said item or said amount of money to reappear. And if that happens, there won't be trouble. We're just going to discuss it and then accept. You have to go into a place of acceptance. Accept whatever your teenager tells you in terms of where they got the money. Start by accepting their story and reflecting that you understand what they're saying. But because it doesn't make complete sense to you, you're going to be checking with whoever was named as the source of the item or money in the next two hours. So if they say, oh, I got this from my friend, it was a gift. Just say, "Okay, yeah, no, I understand what you're telling me, but it doesn't make complete sense. So, you know, within the next two hours, I'm going to make a call to that person or that person's parent and just make sure that that's the truth. This gives them some time to correct the story rather than you have to get, you know, full kind of Sherlock Holmes on them. And I always think self-correcting behavior should always be encouraged. But, you know, serious behaviors warrant serious discussion. So name it as serious and that you are taking it seriously. Get as much detail as you can and offer by saying to them, you have to make up for this. They either have to return the item they stole, repay or earn back the money they stole and really share about how you feel about this, emphasizing it doesn't change how you feel about them, that your love is constant and unconditional, but actually you're feeling hurt, let down, shocked, incredulous, sad, upset, disrespected, devastated, whatever it might be, whatever it is, though, be authentic. Don't just throw a list of words at them. Stick with how you truly feel and let them know 
actually this has happened and it reflects badly on all of us and it makes me question have I done enough Uh, you know am I letting you down why would you do such a thing I'm disappointed and sad make sure they know that their actions have consequences and impact for everybody okay now the consequences I don't really get into prescribing those I think that's very much a parental choice but it should fit the crime okay borrowing something without permission is not the same as stealing and the consequence should reflect this you know promote honesty and avoid shaming I would say you're not to them you know look I'm not going to lie on your behalf if someone asks why you're in trouble but I'm not going to shame you that means that I'll say you did something that crossed a big line and you're in big trouble because of it and it'll take some time to fix it but I won't tell people that you stole because that's your story and your truth to tell and I won't do that on you so you're saying I'm not going to lie but I won't be shaming you and be fair Once they've acknowledged and accepted their part in what happened and worked to repair that ruptured trust with you and they followed your consequences and all of that, you have to let it go. You cannot keep throwing it back at them whenever they do something even slightly wrong that you default back to. This is exactly like that time you stole. For repair to be authentic, it has to be embraced by both of you. So when it's done, let it go. And trust is the integral part of this. A behavior like stealing is a breach of trust. And your focus is always to repair that ruptured trust so that the connection between you and your child can be maintained. And you're saying our connection is bigger than this behavior. But that does involve them taking responsibility. It's not the end of the world, though it can be a huge shock when it happens. What's really important is that you deal with it in an open honest and communication-based way. Thank you for listening. I'd love if you could leave a positive review, share this with a friend or a few friends, or even subscribe to the podcast. It really helps others to find it and helps with visibility online. You can also follow me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune or on Twitter at the Joanna Fortune. No E at the end of that. Tune in next time for more 15-Minute Parenting.